Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. This is Ruth 3, Sefer Rus, Perek Gimel. This is Saul Weiner, the host for your podcast. In the last, the end of the last podcast, we finished studying chapter 2, and um, we learned of how Boaz, who was a relative of Elimelech, a relative of Naomi's former husband, um, that how Ruth ended up gleaning barley in his field and how he recognized her and respected her and asked her to keep coming back to his field to glean uh, barley in the future and how he treated her with respect while the young men and others present in the field during the harvest simply brushed her aside as just a random foreigner and a non-native. Um, with that, well, we, uh, Ruth went back to her uh, mother-in-law's home <clears throat> with a significant amount of barley that she had harvested. <clears throat> she told her the entire story of what happened and how Boaz recognized her, and Naomi was so impressed with how the uh, the so-called coincidence happened that she should end up in the field of someone who's related to her. And Ruth... Um, was seemed to hint that she was to tag along with his young, the young men in his field, in the hopes of hopefully finding a husband there. Uh, while Naomi had a completely different idea, she understood that um, the husband that Ruth should be seeking is Boaz himself, and not one of the young men. But we're going to entertain that and investigate that further and deeper as we study chapter 3. So let's start with verse 1. And Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, Biti, my daughter, I am going to search for you for a manoach, for a husband. But a manoach literally means someone who will provide... Um, uh, safety, someone who will provide uh, calmness, relaxation, a sense of security, is a manoach, asher yitavlach, who will be good to you. Biata, and now, halo boaz modatanu, behold, boaz is the one who is our good friend, our good acquaintance, or our good, the one who is our family member, asher hoyis esnaro sov, that you were with his girls, Tonight, he is going to be winnowing his barley. After all the barley is harvested, it is um, part of the process of getting the barley together is winnowing it, getting rid of the chaff, and collecting the seeds that are to be used for food. I want you to wash, to anoint yourself, presumably with a sweet-smelling oil, and put your dress, your nice clothing on. And I want you to go down to the granary where the winnowing is going to take place. Do not let any man know that you're there. In other words, make sure you're not seen. Until until Boaz is finished, or actually could also be translated... Do not let yourself be known to him, to that man, to Boaz, in other words, until he is finished eating and drinking. So presumably he's going to work all day 
as the day ends, he's going to sit down and eat. And when he finishes eating, that's when you can let it be known. And it will be at that point, of course, he's going to lie down to sleep. And you will know, because presumably you'll be watching, you will know the place where he's going to lie down. And then you should come, and you should uncover his feet, and lie down at his feet. And he will tell you that which you should do next. This plan, as we see it so far, certainly sounds like she is asking Ruth to go and seduce him. At least, you know, it's almost, it's hard to imagine that Ruth thought anything else when she tells her to wash and to smear up with oil and smell nice and get dressed nice. It's hard to imagine Ruth thinking anything else. And the first thing that comes, I mean, there's a lot of things that come to mind here. But um, one is that Ruth, what is she thinking? She's probably thinking, what kind of a sick trick is this that my mother-in-law is trying to push me into? She's going to get me into a mess. What will happen? Even if he does, if I do succeed in seducing him, why would he marry me? You know, how is this going to get me a husband? This is going to get me into trouble. This, if anything, will get me as a reputation as, 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 as less than, certainly someone who's less than modest, someone who engages in promiscuous behavior. Um, and Naomi herself, what is she thinking when she wants to do this? One of the hints that that um, that um, that that kind of gives us a little bit of an understanding of this is the last few words in verse four. You would think she says you was you should go and lie down next to his feet when you uncover his feet, and then he will tell you what you should do. It's almost like she is telling him, "Don't worry." Boaz will not lie with you. He will not uh, commit a sin with you, but rather he will tell you what your next step should be. In other words, by producing yourself in this way, you will convey to him the message that you are ready to marry him, and then he will tell you what the next step for you to do will be. It's hard to imagine that Ruth should even agree to a plan like this, because this can really get her messed up. But she does agree, as we see in verse 5, And she said to her mother-in-law, Whatever it is that you tell me, I shall do. So she says, yes, I trust you, even though this plan is quite dangerous for Ruth, and is certainly not the kind of thing she wants to do when she comes to a new place. But she says, okay. Remember what Ruth was thinking was I should hang around with the boys in the in the um in the in the field and and out of those boys one of them will, will turn out to be the right one and I'll have a husband and finished. That would have been a much more normal way of finding a husband than this than this than this method. But Naomi is saying no, he is our relative. He is the one who you should marry. So Ruth says okay, she agrees. Vatered Hagoren, this is verse 6. So she goes, she goes to the granary, Vatas, and she did everything that her mother in law commanded her to do, she, she does. 
Vayochal Boaz, and Boaz ate after he finished his day's work. Vayesh, and he drank, presumably wine. Vayitavlibo, he felt good. He was in a good mood. He was, had a full belly. He had a little bit of wine. He had a good harvest. Vayavo, Lishkav Bikseho Arema. And he went to lie down at the edge of the, um, of the pile of grain, which had piled up from his day's work. Vatavobalot, and then she came in secret, quietly, Vatigalmargalosov, and she uncovered his legs. But his his feet, literally, Margulosov is his feet. Vatishkov, and she lied down next to his feet. Verse eight. It was in the middle of the night. and the man wakes up and he gets startled and is in fear. face, and he jumps up, jumps back. and behold, there's a woman lying at his feet. What's going on? Where did she come from? When he fell asleep, there was no one there. All of a sudden, there's some strange woman lying there. And it's dark. So Vayomer, he says, Miat, who are you? Vatomer, and she says, Anochi Rut Amosecha, I am Ruth, your maidservant. And she says, Uforasto Chinopecha Al Amosecha. You can spread your robe, right, over your maidservant. Ki Goelata, for you are my redeemer. Ruth is thinking, this is presumably what her mother-in-law wanted her to say. And sleep with me, because you are my redeemer, and marry me. Vayomer, and he said to her, Berucha at biti. You are blessed to God, my daughter. You are a blessed young woman. This chesed that you are doing, this kindness that you are doing now, is even greater than the original one. The original kindness presumably being the one which Boaz spoke to her about before, that you came with your mother-in-law, you left your homeland, you left your family, you left your gods and your religion and came to come under Judah. But this one is even greater because doing this is clearly something which you didn't dream up of on your own. It's clearly something which you were told to do by your mother-in-law in order to um, reestablish the family name and to marry someone who is related to the your former husband, Levilti Lechat, because for you it would have been so much more comfortable and to do the other the to do what would have been much more normal, which will and you did not. Instead, Levilti Lechat instead of going after one of the other young men, Imdal Imashir, whether they are rich or poor, still most women would rather find a husband in a normal way. Um find someone um who's appropriate for you more your age and uh, well, even if they were poor but at least they'd be more appropriate for you and that would have been much more comfortable but instead you did this very strange this very risky act in order to marry someone from the family of your husband the one who passed away the Ata Biti Altiri now my daughter do not be afraid Do not be afraid. Biti altiri, do not be afraid. Call asher tomri eselach. Everything that you have stated, in other words, that I should marry you and spread my cover blanket over you and be with you as husband and wife, eselach, I will do for you. Ki yodea kol sha'ar ami. Because all of the 
men of my nation, all of the um, sha'ar is the language of the gate, the people that stand in the gate, which is customarily in those days where the the court, the nobles would sit and, and, and have their discussions and meetings. They all know that you are a woman of valor. Now, what Boaz is telling her here is, do not be afraid. What would she be afraid of? Well, clearly what she would be afraid of is that, that he would reject her, that once this becomes public, she's going to look like um, someone who is trying to do something uh, promiscuous and trying to seduce him. And she's this foreigner, and he's going to reject her, and she'll be publicly humiliated and, and, never, and never be able to marry and never be able to integrate into this new crowd, into this new nation and people and community. What he tells her, though, is don't worry. I w- will make sure that I will marry you, and I will make sure that you will be respected. And don't be afraid that once this becomes public, there will be a problem, because he says the Shar Ami, the noble people, the ones that know, the ones that are my colleagues, they understand and know what kind of incredible woman you are. They're not like those young men that were hanging out in the field that treated you like, like a nobody, like just a plain old stranger, a foreigner, and didn't respect you. They get it like I do. Then he continues in verse 12, Viata, and now, however, I need you to understand there's one other thing that needs to be done. Ki amnam ki im goel anochi. It is true that I am a redeemer, I am your relative, and I am the one who should marry you because you are a member, you were the wife of someone from my family. However, vigam yesh goel karov mimeni. There is another person in town who is an even closer relative, and it really should be him that marries you. Lini Halila, stay here tonight and sleep because it's dark in the middle of the night. You don't need to go back. And it will be in the morning. If, in other words, we will then in the morning approach that other person who is a closer relative. If he determines that he will redeem you by purchasing back your family's property from those that you sold it to, because when Elimelech and Naomi and the two sons left, Years back, when they left and abandoned Israel and traveled to Moab, they sold away their family's field, took the money, and went to Moab. If he's ready to redeem that, and it is part of redeeming the property, is also willing to marry you and continue that family name, Tov, Yigal, then so be it. You will be redeemed, and he will be your husband. But if he does not want to, if he does not desire to redeem you, then Ugal Tich Anochi. Then I will do it. He swears by God's name that he will complete his promise. And don't worry, I will not abandon you and I will not allow you to be publicly shamed and embarrassed. But lie here until this morning, till the morning. Now, of course, Ruth still at this time is thinking maybe he has some kind of ulterior motive. Maybe he's going to take advantage of her during the night as, as he easily could have. However, what did happen was not that. He maintained his respect for her, even under these circumstances. And she lied down at his feet until the morning. In other words, he did not touch her. 
He did not treat her in a disrespectful way. And then, She got up before it was light enough that one could recognize another person and there was not enough light for one person to see who's coming and who's going. And, and he... he um, and he said to her, "Ali vada kiva Let it not be known that a woman came to sleep with me in the granary. Of course, that would have started rumors. That would not have been a good thing for anyone. Vayomer, um, and then he said, Before she left, he said, "Give me the um, the." Um, cloth that you're wearing the the she was probably she was in addition to her clothes she was wrapped in some kind of a shawl or either around her shoulders or over her head let me have that let me hold it for a minute no i'm sorry and you hold it for a minute and she held it and he measured out six measures of barley and he put it and wrapped it in the and tied up and wrapped it in the shawl um and then um uh Um, then he, uh, and then she, and she brought it back with her to the city as she went back to her 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 mother-in-law, el chamosa, and she said to um, his uh, her mother-in-law vatomer miat biti, and she said, "How are you doing, my daughter?" Vatagedla, and she told her it's kol everything that the man did. And he clearly passed the test. He did not take advantage of her. He promised to marry her. He promised not to embarrass her. And he was respectful and gave her food to take back. And she said, In addition, he gave me these six measures of barley. Because he told me, I don't want you to go back home empty-handed with nothing. It's a simple, basic uh, respect and kindness. And she said, Sit, my daughter. Rest now. You've done what you should do. Until we find out how this thing falls out. You've done your part. Now it balls in his court. And I trust knowing what kind of a man he is, based on how he recognized you, how he understood what kind of a good person you were, how he understood to give you more food so that he can sustain both you and I, how he asked the men and the other boys not to molest you and to treat you with respect, how he treated you with respect even when you presented to him in a situation where he could easily have taken advantage, but he didn't. And then he promised you that you wouldn't be ashamed and that he wouldn't shame you and that in public he would stand up for you you. Let's see if he lives up to his word, and I believe that he will. Kilo she says, because this man will not be quiet. You will see; he will settle this immediately today. He will live up to the words that he promised you. Thank you so much for studying Ruth chapter three together. Looking forward to studying chapter four and completing this beautiful book together.